Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. Well, jump into the adventure with me, because here we go. Bells in the Bat Free, John Bell's show, can be found at thebatfree.com on the Mutual Audio Network and finer podcast sites. Coming this summer, or maybe this Christmas, the greatest Star Wars origin story. Everybody settle down. This board meeting will come to order right now. I am Glag Schnurg Harble, the president of R2's R Us. Enough talk! I really haven't started talking. We want results! And results we have. As you recall, after the disastrous rollout of the R2A series... This is our brand new R2A1. <laughs> Come on out and say hello, little fella. Yes, yes, we remember. Our stock dropped 99.9% that day. Yes, yes, yes. And then we came out with the R2B series. Welcome, if you will, the R2B1. prison planet for 50 years. Then there was the R2C series. And now I present the R2C1 droid. We're still alive! Yes! Oh, yes! It seems like we have a winner this time. <laughs> uh, let me show you some of the features of the R2C1 here. The top domed segment here unscrews so you can easily remove it to make repairs. Thus. <laughs> By opening the top of this drawer, you have opened a wormhole between my planet and yours. Now my army can swarm your planet and take it over. Call the devastation of the 200 year war. As do we all, but now we present the perfected R2D series. Here is R2D1. Ta da! See, it's perfectly harmless. Poke it with a stick! I don't think that's necessary. Okay. That's okay, that's okay. That's a normal reaction. It's okay. He's not destroying anything. We have a winner. Okay, okay. You all have the specs in front of you. Before we begin mass production of this R2-D1, does anybody have any suggestions? Yes, I do. I think it's missing something very important. Oh, jeez, Louise, you always have to add something. I think it should fly. <laughs> well, not all the time, but just in case of emergencies. I think it needs rocket boosters. Rocket boosters? Yes, I won't approve the design until it has rocket boosters. Well, I suppose we could add some retractable rocket boosters, but there's not enough room for a lot of fuel, so he would only be able to use these rocket boosters once or twice and then never use them again, as if they were never there to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds convenient. Yes, I'd agree to that. And so, the R2-D2 droid was put into production. 
Its versatility made it very popular around the galaxy. Open your front port, R2. And I put in the ice. And the berries. And... Smoothies for everybody! Hooray! Oh, dear. Are those crumbs all over the floor? R2-D2! Hey, Uncle Glorchnit, look what I got. What is that, a rolling trash can or something? No, it's R2-D2. I got it used, and something's clogging it up here. Let's see if we can fix it. Oh, look, it's a pretty lady. He's saying something. Turn up the sound, turn up the sound. So help me, everyone, you know me. I can only hope. So help me, everyone, you know me. I can only hope. Hey. So help me, everyone. She keeps saying the same thing over and over again. Oh, let me give it a good whack inside here. I can only. So help me, everyone, you know me. I can only hope that you think this cat video is simply hilarious. <laughs> hey, look, them cats are singing! I ain't never seen nothing like this, some sort of black magic hoodoo! That's the funniest thing I've ever done ever seen! It's a portender dark forcer! Don't miss R2-D2, a Star Wars origin story, coming soon to a theater near you. Soon to be followed by the next great Star Wars origin movie, Little Georgie Lucas, the early years. Hey, Mom, can I play with some action figures based on popular movies? <laughs> Georgie, you silly boy. There's no such thing. Huh. Hey, got to check out Mike Williams. Here he is. Once you listen to him, then go over to Mike Williams Comedy over on YouTube. <laughs> please, if you have water there, please enjoy that right there. <laughs> This morning I had a, uh, a fellow said beforehand, and it made me feel bad because I brought water up to the platform. I imagine maybe your pastor had the water under the platform, I don't know, uh, under the podium. But beforehand he goes, I just don't think it's right. All these people bringing water and stuff into the church, I just don't think it's right. And that happens in the background. I understand it, but it's right to their opinion. He said, it's just it's not right. And, and again, you're in that comic moment. Have you ever said something and halfway out of your mouth you should have, you, you, you're trying to pull it back, but it's already so far that you can't stop the train? You know, he said, I just don't think it's right serving water and having it in the church. To which I blurted out, yeah, Jesus would have turned it into wine. And, and again, again, wrong thing to say. It was a joke. It was a joke. I don't think he stayed around for the service that morning. We live in a world whose primary concern is feeling good. Even some Christians think all you need to do is name and claim your rescue from strife. Yes, Jesus healed lepers. And yes, he rose Lazarus from the dead. But don't forget that Jesus let Lazarus die before acting so God's glory would be shown. God will take care of his people, just not always in the ways we expect or desire in the present. Countering the culture in our quest for truth, 
This is Nathan Caldwell for Countershock. Check out all we have to offer at the Life Truth Network, life-truth.com. Hello, I'm James Kennison, and I host a clean-cut comedy podcast called That Story Show, where we put your hilarious real-life stories and anecdotes in the spotlight. In other words, you send in your stories, and we share them with the world. We tell stories about embarrassing moments, miscommunications, people trying to get into the wrong cars, silly things kids say, goofy stuff our pets do, you know, stuff we can all relate to and laugh at. So listen and find out how you can send in your own stories to be read on an upcoming episode. Find that story show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcast app, or just say, Alexa, play that story show. Hope to hear from you soon. Before there was that story show with James Kennison over at NLCast.com that stood for Nobody's Listening. Here's a clip from that old classic version of what is still a good show today. Several yeah, stories. We have tons of them. We figured we wanted to get one where both of us are involved. And uh, tell, tell, you go ahead and start well, off. I'll, I'll, I'll open it with, it's a cup, like for Christmas, me and Jonathan, we got a go-kart, a little red go-kart. Right, and you were living in... in we live in Old Town. Old Town, Florida, Florida at the time. And uh, so we... What year was it? When it was It was... Ninety, because I didn't live with you guys. I was visiting. It was ninety five. Okay, because I was married. Yeah, and Jen was there, and Leanne was there, and Amy, Amy was, was there. there. So everybody so was there. There were five of us, by the way, five kids, and uh, I was the oldest. David, youngest. Leanne, Amy, Jonathan, Jonathan, and David. I'm thirty three. David's what? Twenty three. Twenty three. We're ten years apart. Mom had five kids and. Ten years. Anyway, so we got a red go kart for Christmas. It was awesome because I had always wanted a go kart my entire stinking life. We were too poor back then. I don't know how you swung it because y'all wasn't doing much better. No, we weren't. We were doing worse. But the thing is, like before we got the go kart, there were these videotapes, these elusive videotapes that we could not watch, and we were wondering why. Well, after we got the go kart, drove around a bit. And uh, nothing real big happened yet, and we finally put the videotapes in. It was Leanne and Amy riding around an all-girl cart before we even got it. Mom's just <laughs> so you <laughs> got it for Christmas, but it was used. But they had already yeah, ten thousand miles on the wheels. <laughs> I was like mad. So anyway, so we're driving around, we're having a good time. Well, James came a couple days after Christmas. Or, oh man, in the go kart, dude! And, I was yeah. in love. He he wouldn't get off of it. He was ticking me off. <laughs> Because he wouldn't get off uh, our go kart. We all took turns. No, you did like fifteen minute turns. You we were here. You run down to the the river well, anyway, and back. It, <laughs> and you're like, oh, we, one more time. Okay, just to set the scene, they lived on eighty acres. Half of it was forest wetlands, yeah, like cedar swamp. trees, like the swamp, like with alligators and boars. The other half was cleared, and cleared so, dude, big you trees. could ride, and it was flat as a board. It's Florida, and you could ride anywhere except for the gopher, the gopher, gopher holes. <laughs> That we, had live gophers we, in each we one. We used to light smoke. Gopher turtles. We used to light the smoke things you get from like Walmart during uh-huh. July 4th and throw them down there. All right, PETA. And they come Almost. running out. <laughs> well, not running out. I was about to say. Really I'd, slow. I'd pay to see a turtle run. Really slow wobbling. would be like, out. Mom running after that chicken? <laughs> <laughs> we only saw a mom run one time <laughs> in our lives. <laughs> this podcast is going to suck rocks, uh, I'm telling you, because yeah. we could get sidetracked. But we saw our mom run run one time, and it was after a chicken that got loose in Where our yard. Where was it at again? That was, in, that was in Yulee, Florida, dude. Okay. That's another story, though. Uh, anyway. Chicha boom, chicha boom. <laughs> 
So James, like we had these. I big, got the go kart finally. I, I remember it being that I didn't get a turn because I you had the turn all day. But I was we on the go kart for gas. I'm gonna tell my side of it because I was riding and I was wanting to be funny because I was riding up toward the group. My wife's there, my sisters, my brothers, everybody's there, and so I lean back. And cock my head to the side with my eyes closed, like Actually, I'm sleeping. sleeping, like I'm sleeping. But I've got my eyes slitted just enough to where I can see. And so I head toward this massive oak tree, just right at it. Yeah, it's it's the old tree swing, and I'm heading right toward it. And the last minute, my plan was to veer off, which I did. But because my eyes were slitted, I failed to see <laughs> the three foot eye root. root. <laughs> I hit that route. I don't know how fast it was. Like you were going like thirty something. It was in your fast. memory. I remember it. it was like fifty miles an hour, and I don't know how that route launched me well, as high as it you. did. So, so me, we're sitting oh, there and we're watching him go by, and I we're giggling. It. We're giggling like, oh, he's, like he's asleep. It's so cool. <laughs> Why can't cool. we be that cool? You were young. And we were young, and we're like, oh my god, look, everything I did was great. He's heading towards the tree. Oh my god, this is so amazing. Oh my god, he's haven't opened his eyes yet. Oh, it's two feet away, and then you, you just see the front wheel jerk to the right, and he hits it like a ramp, and he's slowly spinning Dude, like the Matrix. I flew. In the yeah. air, all I remember is looking down. It's like it slowed down. I look down and I see my entire family looking up at me. I feel like ET in the front of the basket, flying slowly, and everything's going good. I'm like, I'm gonna land on all four feet. But then I start to rotate in midair. Oh yeah, because the top of the engine obviously is heavier than yeah. the wheels at the bottom. So it didn't finish rotating, dude. It didn't quite finish. I landed. Almost completely upside it, down. It, it, it was. I hit the ground first, and then immediately the engine of the goofy <laughs> go kart pegged me right in the small of the back between the shoulder blades, and it was hot. Oh yeah, it was hurting. Well, the thing and my is, my face like, was after, crushed up with stinger nettles. Is what I remember. After he flipped, he didn't move for like ten seconds. See, that must be so. Why as we're running, he didn't remember it. So we're running towards him, like this is still so cool. <laughs> And so we're running towards, like, this is something you only see on funny home videos or whatever. And so once we get there, it's just mad crazy because he stays there. And we're like, do we, should we kick it? Should we roll it off? I was just Maybe like, he's get still off playing. me, get off <laughs> Maybe me. he's still playing. I couldn't move. And so he rolled off of him and burned his back with a muffler. I don't know how your back got back there. Because the muffler was at the very, very back of the gun. <laughs> no. It was like you got ejected at some point. But just flying through the air, mm. that stupid ramp route I, I don't there. even know how it would be possible for me to get have got because I w- I've always been I haven't I'm not fat but I'm not a light dude if you were riding that thing I could imagine that thing I jumping up, up in the, the swamp because you were a tiny guy but well the thing is that that route was like I don't know God perfectly formed it because on this side of the route to the left uh, it was like dirt all the way up to the tip of the route on the other side it was just like a, a straight drop right so, so I it was just, a ramp I would have just gone off like a like an incline but dude <laughs> I hit this ramp route and just flew and it was whoo it was good stuff good stuff it was really funny and eventually we ended up breaking the brakes or something no we thing. we hit a uh a tree with the back left wheel so it bent the axle it's like wow 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 driving down the road so mom got it fixed one time we did it again oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. well dude that's our story for today i hope you enjoyed that yeah and here's this week's old time radio moment brought to you by the retro radio podcast and keith healthley 
And now, ladies and gentlemen, the mighty Alan R. players, whose notices after last week's performance were suppressed in 364 family newspapers throughout the country, take another chance. Tonight, they offer a satire on big business. It's called Dr. Scollop's Quandary. Or, it was the Institute of Private Opinion's last check, and it bounced. Atmosphere, Peter. Hello. Hello. Is this Vanderbilt 122456? This is the Scollop Institute of Private Opinion, madam. We're taking a poll on women's fashions. What is your opinion of the buckle? Oh, you wouldn't. It looks like a sunken knapsack. Thank you. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Miss Graff. Good morning, Dr. Scott. Public pulse feeler number one is on the job, Miss Graff. Dead. I, I hate to put my muddy shoes up on that clean mahogany desk. How did your shoes get so muddy? I was chasing the man in the street, and he ran up an alley. <laughs> but that's life in the survey game, Miss Graff. I've got to pry into people's private lives to find out what America thinks. Get me a number. What number? Any number. Any. I always call a preview number to warm up my questioning technique for the day's work. Here's your party. Hello? Scallop Institute of Private Opinion calling. Hello? Would you mind telling me how many lumps you found in your oatmeal at breakfast this morning? I never... How many people read your newspaper over your shoulder as you came downtown in the subway this morning? I never... Do you think a woman's place is in the home? And if so... What kind of a home? I never answer questions. No? No, I ask Who are you? Professor Quiz. Yeah. I drew a statistical blank, Miss Claire. I'll try another number. This telephone survey business is some profession. Not profession, Miss Graff. It's a calling. And what they're calling it is nobody's business. <laughs> and business is booming, Miss Graff. You know that I have just landed the Puma cigarette account? Their slogan is... Don't forget your change. Forget your cigarette. Puma cigarettes? Yes, Puma cigarettes have just started a new radio program starring that comedian, Bob O'Burl. Now, I'm starting a survey on O'Burl's popularity and a coincidental check on Puma cigarettes. Shall I start calling? As soon as I finish this uh, unfinished business here on the... What's this graph running down the front of my coat? Your fountain pen is leaking. Oh, <laughs> so it is. Remind me to block myself later. Yes, sir. Did you put through that, uh, that survey on hamburger preference? With or without onions? Yes, I call 500 hamburger stands. And your final results were? 300 wrong numbers and 199 busy signals. That's 499. You did get one number. Yes, I spoke to a man who had just eaten six hamburgers with onions. What did he say? I couldn't write it down. It was a sound. Oh. We should have taken a recording. It was obviously a departed calorie voting its approval. Come in. Hello, Salt. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Who am I? You uh, want a survey taken to decide? Oh, no, no, quick kidding. But I'm Bob O'Burl, a radio comedian. Yes, sir. <laughs> you've, uh, you've just started on the Puma cigarette program. Well, that's me, yes, sir. Well, <laughs> what brings you here, O'Burl? Well, I hear you're taking a poll on my radio popularity. Uh, that's right, O'Burl. Yes. The Puma cigarette company is spending $100,000 to find out if America is really listening to your program. Yeah? Your job depends on the Dr. Scollop survey, O'Burl. 
Yeah? The Scallop Institute of Private Opinion is at work this very moment. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> How am I doing, Doc? I'll check up for you. What are the figures on Bob O'Burl as of this very minute, Clunk? Uh, telephone cost two thousand, Chief. Tentative results? One thousand nine hundred ninety-eight. Always listen to him. And the other two? One party was deaf, the other was a sponsor. Check, Clunk. Check, Chief. Well, how am I doing, Doc? Phenomenally, O'Burl. Yeah? You are compiling the best record my institute has ever polled. Thanks, Doc. Well, I'm off to see a guy who's got the measles. I'll be back in a flash with a rat. <laughs> if America likes that guy, it's time the Indians took over again. <laughs> the scallop check is foolproof, Miss Graff. The nation is burl-minded. Get me any number at random. Yes, sir. I approve the public likes Bob O'Burl. Here you are. Hello? Charlie Greenspan's residence, Madame Arthur Greenspan responding. So much no. This is the Scallop Institute of Private Opinion, madam. You like Bob O'Burl? Who is this? This is the Scallop Institute. No, 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 madam. What do you think of Bob O'Burl? Again, Mr. Boyle, cutting off the double talk body. But, madam. Getting off the line, I should go and complain to Fiorilla. Now, listen, I am. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My husband is coming. Calling me back in five minutes, darling. Well. Shall I send you a memo confirming it? That's what I get for interfering in Clunk's department. What's this note here on my desk? It's a memo from the wristwatch king. Pull-a, pull-a, huh? Yes. He wants to know the results of your survey on dunking. Oh, yes. Pullover is designing a coffee-proof wristwatch for habitual dunkers. He wants a nationwide check on dunkers' habits. Take down these messy statistics, Miss Graff. Yes, sir. Composite conclusion, 62% of all Americans dunk. Check. 18% are neat dunkers. They hold a spoon under their crullers to catch the seepage. 12% are sloppy dunkers. They wring their donuts out after dunking. Get these figures right off to Fuller Pulliver. Yes, sir. Yes, sir! <laughs> now, what is it now, O'Burl? I am a busy man. I know, I know, Doc, but how about this popularity poll? It's got me worried. Now, these semi-minute checks are highly irregular, O'Burl, but I will, in this instant, call again. Yes, thank you. At Clark speaking, still vice president in charge of radio, pending angina pectoris. <laughs> Now, before you are stricken, Clunk, what is the flash report on Bob O'Burl? I'm still calling, Doctor. Yes? Last 500 phone calls unanimous. Everyone crazy about Bob O'Burl. <laughs> it's staggering. You are? No, no, it is. Oh. Okay, Clunk. Okay. Gad O'Burl, you're a Vogue. Yes. If these figures continue, you'll pass the fireside chat any minute. <laughs> Well, I'm off to visit my drunken uncle. He's an awful stew, and I do mean stew. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, he certainly killed him. He certainly killed him, and the sooner the better. Get me a number, Miss Graff. Yes, sir. I yes, have sir. got to check on the public's reaction to the Puma cigarette. Ready, sir. Hello? Yeah. The Scallop Institute calling, madam. Yeah. Have you tried the new Puma cigarette, madam? Yeah. What is your opinion? There's so many syllables of Puma. Check off the M.A. and one of your guts. P.U. That's my opinion. Why, you... The ball is... This is what... Why, that wrong number. I'll find someone who likes Puma cigarettes if I have to start smoking them myself. Who is this? Where is Dr. Scullop? Faulkner Q. Pingree. <laughs> the president of Puma Cigarettes. Yes, Faulkner Q. Pingree. We were just talking. I'm going to do the talking now, Scullop. Yes, Faulkner Q. What are these phony reports you've been sending me about my radio program? It's the biggest thing on the air. Your comedian is... He's putrid. I've asked all my friends about this Bobo girl. None of them can stand him. Now, you're wrong, Mr. Pingree. Our phone survey gives Bobo girl a 100% rating. Your survey's in the bunk. Figures don't lie. Now, our contract is canceled. But I can prove that people are listening to O'Burl, Mr. Pingree. Ah, my assistant clunk has been phoning radio owners all day. You've got to show me, Scallop. I can show. I'll show you clunk's results, Mr. Pingree. Well, make it snappy, Scallop. I've got a conference at Beaton Battle Steeple Cat. Well, one of them is bound to wait for you. Clunk's office is down the hall, right through here. Right. This man, Clunk, you know, does nothing but phone unsuspecting people hour upon hour. He is neurotic but infallible. Uh, here's his office here. Uh, what do you think of Bob O'Burl, mister? Oh, you're not the bottom? <laughs> okay. Well, Clunk, how goes your rendezvous with Desmo? Oh, hello, Chief. Gosh, this Bob O'Brien pose a landslide. I just got 50 more favorable reports. Now, there you are, Mr. Pingree. That proves something. Yes, it proves there's something screwy going on around here, Scallop. That adjective, Mr. Pingree, is repulsive. Wait a minute. Look at that telephone wire near the bottom. Gosh, Chief, my phone wire's been cut. What's this? Another wire's hooked onto it. Yeah. Somebody has tapped this line. That second wire leads next door, Scullop. Watch in there. That's an empty office. I'll find out who's at the bottom of this survey sabotage. I'm going to look in that next office. Right. Yes, sir. I just adore Bob O'Burl. His jokes are simply precious. Yes, sir. O'Burl! What are you doing here? Why... <laughs> Uh, hello, Mr. Penguin. What is this wiretapping skullduggery, uh, O'Byrne? I'll tell you what it is, Scallop. No. O'Byrne knew that nobody listened to his program. No. He tapped your Scallop survey wires. He sat in here all day disguising his voice, pretending to be the great American public. Is this true, O'Byrne? Yes, Dr. Scallop. You caught me with my rating down. <laughs> that is the last straw, Scallop. I'm through with you. I'm through with polls. I'm through with radio comedians. Fine. Well, this proves something the sponsors should have guessed long ago. What's that? Many a radio comedian who's on top of a pole should really be hung at half mass. <laughs> This cub right here. So it's the, it's the other brother's own club. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Hey, wait a minute. You, you tuned me. I didn't tune you. Well, let's get it done. <laughs> let's 
sounds good to me. <laughs> hey, didn't that used to be our theme song? Mm, but we had to, we had to vote that. We had to. No. Yeah, it was. It still is. I'm pretty sure we voted that out. Well, no. Yeah, we voted, but we didn't vote it out. I, I could swore I voted against it. Well, you did. Uh huh. But it passed three to one. How's that? Just two of us. Right. Three to one. Right. You voted no. Correct. To, to throw it out. Absolutely. I voted to keep it, me, myself, and I. That's three to one. Well, as long as it's fair, it's all okay. right. <laughs> Have a good day. And remember, laughter, it's a really good medicine.